Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to Cedar Valley Church. My name is Grant. It is. That, his, my name is Rob. His name's Rob. That's true. <laughs> We're here to get the service started for you. If this is your first time here, a special shout out to you. We'd love to get to know you better, and you can help us do that by uh, giving us a shout at hello at cedarvalley.ca. That's hello at cedarvalley.ca, or even just dropping a comment here. And one of the best ways for everybody to stay informed, whether you're new or you've been here for a hundred years, uh, follow us on our online channels. We're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, you can head over to our website, cedarvalley.ca, sign up for our weekly email newsletter. It's just uh, places that we like to give some good updates about the stuff going on in our community, uh, devotional posts, prayer updates. Awesome. Lots of good stuff. I mean, no one's been here for a hundred years. <laughs> no, We've only been here for 80 82. years. 82 now? One, one and a half. Still a very good way to stay informed. Yeah. The newsletter, subscribe. And if you've been impacted by our online church services, like just spread the news. Hit that share button and invite your friends and family to join you this morning for church. Yeah, so a few things uh, just coming up here uh, for you to know about ah. stuff happening at the church that's going on this summer. One of the things that we're doing every week this summer on Wednesday nights is summer games nights. Oh, so fun. It is fun. We've had a few of them already. It's a drop-in night. We've got hockey. We have a bunch of other games happening. There's crafts. There's some fun field stuff for all ages, snacks, good places to hang out. It's a, it's a good place to just be. Yeah, it right? is. And we, we, we board games. Uh, we had Crokinole, yeah. uh, Cribbit. If you just want to hang and chill, there's craft, there's Chalk City. Like There's some really cool stuff. Absolutely. And it's meant to be just like very easy, very yeah. open, a great place to bring a neighbor or yes. a friend, a coworker, somebody, and just come and connect with, hang out. If they've got Drop kids, in. they can get lost in the mess of fun Coffee, stuff. Coffee, fun yeah. stuff. Yeah, so Wednesday nights, 7 oh, to 8.30. So good. And we have actually, uh, a team of like 10 of us have done a reading of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And we do a chapter, or we, we stream a chapter every week on Sunday night on that newsletter, yeah, but on our YouTube channel. And it's been fantastic. And to, to maybe entice you to, to, to enjoy it, we're giving away free copies of The Lion, the Witch, mm. and the Wardrobe to people who would like take a picture of themselves, like listening and watching. We'd love to get you a copy. So just send us a picture. Super fun. And uh, you know, just before we go further in the service, uh, this summer we have been blessed with a grant to help us have some interns. Yeah. And they've been fantastic. I've had the pleasure of working with them directly. And uh, some of you might not even know them. So I want to take a moment to introduce oh, you to them. One of them is behind our camera right now. It's behind the camera. That's John. And we have Rose who's taking care of graphic design here. Meet them. Love it. Hi, everyone. I'm Mary Rose Lewa. I'm the intern graphic designer uh, for Cedar Valley Church this summer. Um, I do gra like I went to graphic design school in 2017 and got the diploma and on and off since from then till now I've just been doing graphic design on the side and I'm very excited to bring my skills to this church. I enjoy doing branding and illustration so I'm excited to see what I can do. Uh, hope to meet you guys along my journey here but yeah look forward to working with you guys. Hi guys I'm John. Um, a lot of you may know me if you don't uh, hopefully I'll be able to meet you soon um, but yeah I am the audiovisual uh, production assistant for the church this summer. Um, I've been doing tech stuff and video stuff for a lot of my school career and a lot uh, in my spare time. 
And I'm really excited to continue my journey down that path uh, with the church this summer. So yeah, I'm super excited and it'll be good for the future I want to get into. So yeah. All right, so that's a lot of stuff for this morning. That's a lot of stuff. Let's start off with a time of prayer. Oh, for sure. Yeah, let's pray. <sighs> Father, thanks for this life you've given us. It's gift. And if we believe the Bible, we know that we are wonderfully made by you. It says so right there. And uh, thank you for that. And the, the joy we have of this life and to live it with others whether it be on a Wednesday night, drop in, or on Sunday morning, worshiping you wherever we are, or worshiping you wherever we are, just by saying, you are, you're the God I want to follow. I pray, Father, that uh, through the rest of our service this morning, we would have come, we will come just sort of ready to hear from you, and that in, in connecting with you, that would change us a bit. That might encourage us, like, oh, we've been kind of, it's been a, a tough week and we need to be encouraged. Or it might be, whew, I needed to hear that. I needed, I needed to be challenged. Wherever we're at, Father, I pray that we would meet you there because we know that you've gone ahead of us and you've got good things to store for us. Hmm. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rob. Yeah. yeah. We're going to get the service started here shortly. Uh, beginning with the a time of worship singing. And we've recorded some songs to do that from our worship ministry. There's gonna be lyrics on the screen and uh, we're gonna invite you to enjoy it and singing however you feel comfortable doing that. Hmm. And after that, we've got a special lesson just for the kids. Stay tuned for that. And we also try to get out some interactive faith-based materials just to engage in those kind of conversations at home between you and your kids. Uh, it's entertaining, it's fun, it's life-giving. And if you yeah. want those things through email, make sure you let Pastor Douglas know. That's Douglas at cedarvalley.ca and we'll get that out to you. Absolutely. This morning we're getting back into our summer series on evangelism or what we're referring to describe it as sharing the gospel. That's a share button. And uh, Pastor Doug is bringing the next message in our series on that topic. Yeah, and then we'll wrap up with a little interactive dialogue, just yeah. applying that to our lives. Before Love we get- Love that part. It's super good, yeah. And before we get into all of that, to the service, I uh, introduce the interns, uh, kind of a first step into a professional direction for their life. I have a question for you. If you're watching live, mm. head over to the comment section, Facebook, YouTube, enter this in, get some dialogue going. What was your first job? <laughs> what was your first job? Okay, so like, does that exclude Paperboy? No, like the first thing you got a paycheck for, I think that's... Okay, so that would have been it, but I think the first one where I was out and like, I, I actually worked at a clothing store in downtown Guelph called Bud's and I was the stock boy. And I used to have oh, to break yeah. all the boxes down after delivering product <laughs> to the floor. Fold Love that well. job. It's fantastic. Awesome. How about you? I worked for a carnival company, so I set up bouncy castles and popcorn <laughs> and cotton candy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. sweet. Head over to the condo section. Know. Let us know. Yeah. Other than that, we're in for a great morning. Thanks, yeah. Cedar Valley. Thanks, Cedar Valley.
Hey Cedar Valley kids, this morning we are going to watch a quick little video from a church called Saddleback and they have a really fun cartoon series that helps us understand some really good stories in the Bible. This morning we're talking about or learning about Philip. He was one of Jesus' disciples. And I'm going to let the video tell you all about that. But just while you're watching this, think about it in your mind because this is a story where Philip got the chance to teach somebody about something that he was really passionate about, that he knew a lot about, and it really changed this guy's life. So think about something that you love, that you just know so much about. Maybe it's like last week we saw a video with Colton talking about Lego. Maybe you're super into Minecraft. Maybe you have a book series you just really love, or maybe it's a subject. Like maybe you really love nature, or you like animals or dinosaurs something that you really love. And then think about times that you've taught somebody about that or they've been learning about it and you're like, hey, I wanna help you learn this sort of thing. And if you don't get that opportunity, maybe look for some opportunities to teach somebody about those things that you really, really love. But here we're just gonna watch a video about Philip teaching somebody about something he really loved, the Bible, story in the Old Testament, and it totally changed this guy's life. Check it out. Stories of the Bible, Philip and the Ethiopian. This is Philip, Hello. who was one of Jesus' disciples. Yep. Philip preached the good news of Jesus in many places. One day, an angel of the Lord spoke to him and said, go south down the desert road. I hear that. So Philip started out and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia. The man had gone to Jerusalem to worship and he was now returning to Ethiopia. He was in his carriage reading the book of Isaiah out loud. Hey there. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk along beside the carriage. Okay, I can do that. Philip ran over and heard the man reading and asked, do you understand what you are reading? The man replied, how can I, unless someone teaches me? Come on up here. And he urged Philip to come up into the carriage and sit with him. Those parts here. The Ethiopian asked Philip, tell me, was Isaiah talking about himself or someone else? So beginning with this scripture in Isaiah, Philip told the Ethiopian the good news about Jesus. As they rode along, they came to some water. Wait, 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 hold on. And the Ethiopian said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop. Stop. And they went down into the water and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away and took him to another town. The Ethiopian never saw Philip again, but went on his way rejoicing. But how can people call on him for help if they have not believed? And how can they believe in one? In one they've not yet heard of. And how can they hear? How can they hear? And how can they hear the message of life? The message of life. And how can they hear the message of life? If there's no one there to proclaim it. Have you ever been interrupted? Yeah, I know. Still a question. But have you ever been working at an important task and you're accomplishing a lot? Uh, you're making great progress. You're kind of in the zone. Things are going really well. And uh, then you get interrupted 
to go perform some rather silly task. Yeah, frustrating. And we kind of wonder why, why now when things are going so well with, with what I've been doing. I wonder if that's a little bit how Philip felt in the story recorded of him in the book of Acts chapter 8. Now, Philip, not one of the disciples, but he's a person in the early church, and he was well-respected. We're told he was full of the Holy Spirit, full of wisdom. And because of that, he was specifically tasked, his role within the church was to help feed people. Um, and he was doing that quite well. But then Stephen comes along. And Stephen preaches a fiery sermon to the religious rule followers, those who stake their life on following an incredible set of rules that are impossible to maintain. And they would not surrender um, their life to Jesus. They were opposed. And in the midst of this fiery sermon that Stephen preached directly at them, it, the words of Jesus cut quick to their hearts. And enraged, um, they storm upon him, they drag him to the middle of town, and they throw stones until he was dead. This began the persecution of the church. It was like it was open season on those who believed in Jesus Christ. And as a result, out of the center of Jerusalem, Christians scattered everywhere. It says throughout Judea, throughout Samaria. But along with them, as they ran, they took the word and the love of Jesus. And then we're told that Philip, he goes down to Samaria. And there, he tells people about Jesus. And they listened. And they turned from their ways of wrongdoing. They followed the teachings of Jesus. They were living new lives. Things were going so well. And then he's interrupted. This is where we pick up the story. The book of Acts, chapter 8, verse 26. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. Why? Why now? Things were going so well in his ministry. He was reaching out to so many people. They were responding. They were hearing the gospel, the incredible things that he had to say about the amazing life of Jesus. Why leave now? And why leave to the desert, no less? What's in the desert? Who could possibly be out in the heat of the sun in the middle of the day? Well, we'll discover who's out there. So Philip started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official 
in charge of all of the money. He was the treasurer to Candace, the queen of Ethiopia. Well, who's out in the desert? Somebody pretty significant is going home from Jerusalem. See, Candace, the queen, it's not actually her personal name, but it's more of the designation of her role as queen, similar to the name of Pharaoh in Egypt. But why go to that deserted and mostly, to that desert and mostly deserted road? We read, this man had gone to Jerusalem to, to worship. And on his way home, he was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading? Philip asked. Why go to that desert, mostly deserted road in the heat of the day? Because God was already setting things up. God was already preparing someone to hear about Jesus, that he wanted to hear about Jesus. And so Philip responds, he, he listens to that nudge from the Spirit, and he heads out, even though maybe it didn't really make sense at the time. But he was attentive to the call of the Spirit on his life, and when he appeared there, he entered into a conversation with this person. We don't know his name, but we do know that he's reading a part of the, what we would consider the Old Testament scriptures, and he doesn't understand what he's reading. And he says, after Phil asks, do you understand? what you're reading? And he says, how can I, unless someone explains it to me? See, <laughs> that's exactly where we come in. There's people who have, have heard maybe something about Jesus, um, and yet they don't really understand. Maybe there's people who haven't heard at all about the love or the life of Jesus. And that's exactly where we come in. See, we have an opportunity to be, to have a part with God and with the Holy Spirit in bringing others to faith in Jesus. Simply by telling his story, simply by explaining the love of God through his son, Jesus Christ. And this is what he was reading. This is from the book of Isaiah. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before its shearer is silent, he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. 
Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. So he read the words, but he, he didn't understand what they meant. And it is in that moment that Philip was able to take what he was reading and saying, this is what it means. He was talking about Jesus, the Son of God, the Son of Man, who came to give his life for you and for me. See, when we talk with those about Jesus, start with where they are in life, with the questions they have. And as you discover where they are, then we can move them forward with the story of Jesus. Show them who Jesus is. And a great place to start is by using your own life as an example. Who we once were and now who we have become because of Jesus Christ. And we continue. Then the eunuch asked Philip, tell me please, who is this prophet talking about? Himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. See, this story is no doubt about the gospel and the influence of the Holy Spirit on the life of Philip and how he works in the life of an individual who is just hearing about Jesus, maybe for the first time, maybe for the tenth time, maybe for the twentieth time. And also the person who heard about it. But it's also about the gospel being for everyone. Why does the gospel, or why does this passage, why does it record that this person is different? Um, that he's from Ethiopia. Now, it's not, not likely that the country that we know today, but it would have been the region that would have been just south of, of Egypt. And that also that, that, that he, was, he was different specifically in that in his service to the queen as happened to those who served the queen, um, they were surgically altered uh, to keep them from any sexual advances towards the queen or any of the ladies in the court. And this would have changed him as a person. And it's very interesting to note that one of the very first personal encounters Philip had talked to many people about Jesus and they had followed him and accepted the gospel. But it's been in a group. This is one of the very first times that an individual has been recorded for us. And it's somebody who would be different than us. Isn't that the beauty of the gospel? It reaches out to, 
it touches the life of anybody, no matter who they are or their physical state. Now, actually, in Isaiah chapter 56, we're told that eunuchs will receive a special blessing from God. And also, tradition states that through this treasurer to the queen, the message of the good news of Jesus Christ was brought to this region that they knew of Ethiopia. And even today, there are many, many vibrant churches that follow Jesus. See, God doesn't always give us all the information we might want when he prompts us through the Spirit to move. We, not know, we may not know God's purpose for our participation in his plans, but he wants to use us. See, why doesn't seem to be a big thing to God? And so he's calling for us to listen to that inner nudge of the Spirit. And that our faithfulness brings about, in some odd way, God's fruitfulness. Um, we do not control the results. And yet God says, I want to use you. If you listen and you follow my leading. And when we think of this man on this dirt highway, not quite sure what to know about what he was reading, his question is very similar to what we find in Romans 10, 14. How can they call on the one whom they have not believed in? How can they believe in the one whom they haven't heard? How can they hear without someone without us telling them? How can someone share without being sent? See, evangelism is at the heart of what it means to be a believer and a follower of Jesus. You know, we love the verse John 3:16, for God so loved the world. And, and we take that as, as comfort, as encouragement, because we receive that. We like this verse. But we need to think that this is extremely important for those who have not yet received that grace, that gift of God, of his son, Jesus Christ. It is for those who are perishing. And make no mistake, without God, people are perishing. See, why would God send his one and only son to become like us, to be subjected to the laws of our world, and to give up his life why would God do that if it wasn't necessary? See, we have a story to tell. In Colossians 1, 6, we read, This same good news 
that came to you is going out all over the world. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives. Just as it happened in your lives from the day you first understood the truth of God's wonderful grace. See, God isn't asking you to go out and evangelize the world. We're being encouraged that God says, you are being chosen. God desires you to be a part of this incredible opportunity to tell your world, maybe that person across your fence or down the street or down the aisle or in the shop, um, about his love and really about the change that happens to a life because of Jesus Christ. See, we, we can't determine what someone will do when we tell the story of Jesus. Um, our concern is that they have the opportunity to hear the story. So now they have the opportunity also to choose life. The idea that someone is lost without Jesus. And as we look at the, at the record of, of what was believed and held to by the religious rule followers and, and what Jesus came to give new life through grace, through the death and life of Jesus Christ, there's, there's, a, there's a lostness to religion, a, a, a coldness where there is no relationship. See, the rules and requirements for remaining right with God, they don't work. But Jesus does. The life, the love, the grace, the salvation, the forgiveness upon our repentance that draws us near to God. For Jesus himself said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The only way. It's not as if Jesus were just one of the ways. See, and that can be difficult in our world because we like choices. We like options. We want to be able to choose. But in this one, we do have the opportunity to choose. We ha have the opportunity to choose life through Jesus. And that's our story to tell. Because this is just like the best news ever. See, we don't know who God has been preparing to hear about Jesus. And it's interesting that God almost uses the human factor. That's us. You know, he could, I suppose, write it in the sky. He could declare it with trumpets from the angels. But he mostly uses us. Those who have received the word those who have the opportunity to share it, those who have yet and a need to hear it. See, why evangelism? Well, it demonstrates our love for others. 
as we talk about our faith and about the great love of Jesus, it builds our faith. It strengthens our beliefs. See, it's really an overflow of the hope that has built up what's inside us. It also pleases the Lord. You know, when you're in a close relationship with someone, you have a natural desire to do what pleases them because of your love for them. And talking about Jesus pleases God. Why Evangeline? Because right now, without receiving the grace, the love of Jesus Christ, people are living with the bad news that there will be judgment. But we have the good news, the grace of God through Jesus Christ. The fact that people need a savior. And also, it's that God cares for everyone. In the book of 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4, we see that God desires everyone to repent of their sin and be saved through an understanding of the truth which has been revealed through his son, Jesus Christ. You know, and, and God is not spiteful to those who have turned their back on him or specifically speak out directly against him. Um, he's not like, fine, if you don't like me, go to hell. That's not God. No, he is patient, extending grace where it is not deserved. But time will run out. There is an urgency to the gospel. See, and it's as we extend love and share the gospel, even to difficult people who oppose the truth, God may use us to be the human instrument of bringing salvation through Jesus Christ to those around us. People are waiting to hear the good news. And you know what? They might be waiting to hear it from you. Blessing Cedar Valley as we continue with God. Um, through his son, Jesus Christ. Our God, we thank you for this opportunity to consider again the wonderful work of your son, Jesus Christ. God, the salvation he has brought to us as we submit ourselves to you, as we acknowledge our wrongdoing and seek the cleansing and the forgiveness and the restoration through your son, Jesus Christ, and the work on the cross that he did for us. God, even in that moment when he was about to surrender his life, he asked, is there another way? And yet he knew this was the way. 
God for such a supreme sacrifice. And what a wonderful gift that we have, a story that we have to tell those others around us so they too may receive the wonder of your grace. Continue with us, I pray, um, God, as we have opportunity to live out the wonderful story of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, another good morning. And whether you're in person uh, or you're just checking us out on your phone while you're joining us in person, that's cool too. Or if you're at home, uh, we're going to keep stuff like this going online because we know as we're getting back into the swing of things, uh, we're all at different comfort levels. We're needing to ease back into different sort of group settings right. and whatnot. And really, we want to continue reaching you wherever you're at. If you have a sick day, sweet, join us for church. We're ha doing yeah. all the same stuff, yeah. kind of synchronized in person and yeah. online. Yeah. And a huge part of this series is that we wanted to make the whole summer every single week have a real practical visceral yeah. challenge that just takes the material from the week apply it into our lives and we'll dialogue through that a little bit to help get you going into it yeah yeah because too if we if we don't challenge ourselves we have nothing to motivate us to move forward right yeah, it's just more yeah. words and, uh, and that's right yeah. and that works in our faith as well yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so one of the things that really it comes back to a lot is if this is such great news and you know what we really hope that you agree that this is because we think this is the best news ever um what keeps us what are some things that, that keeps us from telling this good news to others yeah. um, is it is it a hang up a fear or whatever but um what what are some of the things that that you could uh, think are out there that are part of our, yeah. our lives oh i know I, a classic one is so there's usually a few stumbling blocks right. that you come up to and a big one is like, you know, I don't know enough. Like there's no way, I don't know enough about this. I can go further. Right. But I think even in, in this situation, it wasn't even about knowing a ton of stuff with Philip to the yeah. eunuch. It's more just, right. here's the passion, here's the explanation. This is a real thing. Actually, Jesus was like fulfilled what you're reading about here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just bringing it, like if you have that relationship with Jesus, that's kind of all you need to know to start that conversation with people. Yeah. Uh, you can get into head knowledge and head games, but I think right. we even learned last week too that it's, uh, Rick Warren said, you don't yeah. need another Bible study to get any deeper. Uh, yeah. And then the next one that I come up with is right. sometimes just feeling a little insecure of like, what is somebody going to think? Um, <laughs> there's, there's a little bit of that fear element, isn't it? How will yeah. we be perceived by them? We've already got a good relationship. And yet if we say that, is that going to make them think different of us? Exactly. Think right. different of us, yeah. like, like criticize us, not yeah. appreciate. They uh -huh. don't want to get that relationship with Jesus. Right. So then they turn that back mm -hmm. against us and yeah and that I know like and this is what I, this series I it's gonna convict right. me which is really yeah. good I'm hoping yeah. it's actually a big push and challenge to all of you is that's not a good excuse that's not a good right. reason because if, yeah. if this stuff if it is such good news if it is yeah. uh, life-changing real visceral to you if you've experienced yeah. a passionate yeah. love for Jesus and if you right. know that there's a heaven and a hell and yeah. you've experienced the salvation work of Jesus yeah. you can't be silent about it that's and right. There, That's there right. can't be other stuff in your way. Uh, if you find yourself more readily talking about your favorite movies, your favorite books, yeah. uh, something else you're passionate about, maybe a type of food, well before you get to Jesus, you've got to right. kind of really reassess the yeah. role Jesus has in your life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I've discovered too that if we are able to actually generally live out what we believe, if we talk about it to somebody, then we're not saying something that doesn't line up with who we are, right? Yeah. And then they're more interested to actually hear 
oh, if that's an important part of who you are, there must be something to it. Yeah. So I think we can, we can eliminate a lot of that fear, what will they think, because they're just being credible in who we are with, this is part of my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so th this, I think you have a challenge to make yeah. this practical going in. Yeah, we do, yeah. The next slide up there. And there what we want you to do, what we want all of us to do is as we move through this summer and think about, you know, the story of Jesus, how do I tell that? How do I share that? So other people get to receive the best new news ever. Let's start by maybe taking three people um, that we know who really need to hear the story of Jesus and start praying for them. Um, yeah that God would be working in their lives before we even say anything. Mm. And God was obviously working in the life of this Ethiopian treasurer. And when Philip came, not, came up, he was just, he was ready to hear what he had to say. And that we would pray that God would work in the hearts of these people. And that also during this time, some of these worries or fears or doubts we have, God would eliminate those from our lives so that we can be prepared then, um, to share with them, yeah. but I think it starts with prayer. It starts with prayer because, yeah, yeah exactly in the story. Yeah. Sometimes God will get into your life and put somebody in your mind, but yeah. that doesn't happen yeah. to me very often, uh, if at all, maybe once. Right. Uh, my wife sometimes gets that actually a little bit uh -huh. more than I've yeah. experienced, but we need to make that initial step, ask God to get in there. And, and yeah. I think a lot of times too, we're gonna think like, oh man, I don't know anybody who this would be new to, but actually I bet you everybody here knows at least somebody who has lost that passionate relationship with Jesus. They've lost that mm -hmm. connection. They need that kind of reignited. Yeah. They need that restarted yeah. as well. And that counts right. here too. To actually, the goal is to get people close with Jesus, not just to let them know the name. Right, yeah. yeah. And you know, don't dismiss God's ability to all of a sudden nudge you in the middle of the night and go walk down Cedar Street because there's somebody for you to meet. Yeah. But God is also a very deliberate God. And if we start praying for people that he would allow us to share with, then he will work through that method as well. And it yeah. will prepare us for that time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So I think that's a lot to go with Cedar Valley. Mm -hmm. Have a great week. Take this to heart and we'll see you next week. All right.